Fierce listeners, it's a special week. Why is that, Selena? Because we are celebrating 16 years of being married. 16 years of being married. It's Woo-hoo! a very good week. I think it's cause for celebration. You ready for this? And we belong together. And my life would suck without you. <laughs> True. <laughs> I also echo this sentiment. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, it's our anniversary. We've been together for 16 years as a married couple, four years dating prior to that. Because of that, we're going to talk about two really core uh, words and activities and ideas, actions, pray and pursue Yes. within marriage. And we just want to focus on those two things. And, you know, they're actually kind of, they're complementary in that they- Kind of. They're very complementary. Yes. And we'll get into the reasons why for that. And then we also have a special surprise for you. But not right now. We'll see you on the other side. Welcome to the Fierce Marriage Podcast, where we believe that marriage takes a fierce tenacity that never gives up and refuses to give in. Here we'll share openly and honestly about all things marriage, sex, communication, finances, priorities, purpose, and everything in between. Laugh, ponder, and join in on candid, gospel-centered conversations. This is Fierce Marriage. So yeah, I think so 16 I think years. 16 years is a is a worthy video, song moment. I think. I think so too. Yeah, I think so. Pretty good. No regrets. No, no regrets. No regrets. <laughs> <laughs> That's my life motto. No, it's not. <laughs> anyway, so okay, so pray and pursue. Just a quick overview of what we're going to be talking about, and to to uh, what's the word to pique your interest. to pique your interest. I was going to say tittle, to titillate your ears. <laughs> That's one of those words. Give you a little, a little taste. I can't say titillate a with sample. like a clear conscience for some reason. I can't either. It's I weird. can't either. But there I said it twice. So that's on me. <laughs> yeah. So praying is, as we'll talk about, an activity that is, it's, it's like a submission to God. It's a bringing something to God and entrusting it to him. Right. I read oh, a quote. It's an admitting, admission of your need for exactly. him. Exactly. Right? Yeah. And I read a quote. I forget who said it, but they said, if you're not praying very often, it it probably means that you think you've got everything handled by yourself, which that's monstrously convicting. And so this idea of prayer being a expression of need, but also a way to connect with our Savior and Mm -hmm. to uh, connect with God and to hear from him and to to talk to him and to give him our ears. Right, right, to right. Have his ear and to give him our ears, right, and petition him for mm-hmm. you know the hearts of our spouse as well. So it's almost bringing to him things that are out of our control, and then the pursue side is stewarding that which is in our control, right. And both of those, I'll, I'll call them this. There's not a real doctrine of these things. Also, the doctrine of prayer. Maybe there's one of those, <laughs> but doctrine of pursuit. Uh, both both of those bi- biblical ideas have extreme implications for our marriage yeah. in really amazing ways. So. We're, We're going to talk that. about that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Housekeeping. Yeah. You want to do housekeeping yeah. this week? Um, I'll give it a whirl. I'll give it a whirl. Okay, you got 10 seconds. <laughs> you always take at least a minute. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> well, if you have been listening to this podcast, thank you so much. It means a lot to us. And we also would like you like to ask if you could rate and review uh, any of these episodes or this podcast, I guess it's the podcast. You can say a favorite episode. That's always good to have people it is. It here, is. right? Um, so do that. Hit that five-star rating and mm. write a good comment mm. telling people why they should listen to it because it's about Jesus. Ryan's kind of funny, too. Yeah, no, you're funny. You're funny. 
Um, if you want to support this podcast, uh, we would love you to do that either via prayer. First of all, we'd actually like you to do that prayerfully first. That would be our first yes. call to action here. Um, and then, in light of the, uh, today's episode. Of today, yes. Um, <laughs> and if the Lord does lead you and your family to support us financially, you can do that via Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Fierce Marriage. And it just helps us keep this place ad-free and keeps things mm-hmm. moving along and having the hardware and the software to make things, make creative episodes yeah. and all that kind of stuff. It takes a lot to produce this stuff. It does. Um, it does. And so, yeah, by, by linking arms with us... Uh, that helps make it a little bit more Well, you're partnering with our mission, which is... To point couples to Christ and, and commission, commission... marriages for the gospel. Yeah. That's a good mission. Good job. Yeah. So if you that feel... Uh, you. If there's a burr in your saddle <laughs> <laughs> about getting uh, getting <laughs> God's view of, and vision of marriage into yes. popular culture, then jump on board. Yes. Yeah. What's the last one? If you hear anything that prompts a question, which undoubtedly you will, because we are not experts, experts, we're just sort of... Just kidding. <laughs> no, we're, yeah. We, we are learning as much as we're talking right now. <laughs> yeah. If you have anything that prompts a question, you please ask us. You can do so by calling or texting us at 971-333-1120. You can do so on our website, right? Fiercemarriage.com slash podcast. And there's an ask, A-S-K, like prompting box, right? It's a little button there. Little yeah. button. Yeah. Well done. You're Good welcome. job. Proud of you. A plus. I feel like it wasn't as fast, but... <laughs> There's well, some things I wanted to cover in good. there. I like the Selena version. Okay. I like your version better. So very cool. You're okay. welcome. So we're going to, like, like we talked about, pray and pursue. Okay. Well, mm-hmm. actually, first, we got to talk about the 16-year wedding anniversary thing. We do. I don't know what the, there's supposed to be different gifts on, you know, different years of. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't know. It doesn't we're matter. We're not good at gifts. No, well, we just don't. You and I, for our anniversaries, we usually do something. We're actually going to the ocean. We are. We're taking taking the family. We got a little Airbnb down on the ocean, and uh, in the Oregon coast, it should be wonderful. But yeah, for our anniversary, kind of every year, we like to do like a week long sale, just to say thanks to all of our wonderful wonderful listeners and readers, and also just to celebrate because you know what? It's our it's our website. We can do that. We celebrate. (laughs) So we're doing a code. We'll just use the just use the code Fierce sixteen Fierce one six, and that's sixteen year anniversary, right? And that'll give you sixteen percent off another an additional sixteen percent off uh, the entire store, the lowest listed price. Okay, wow. So Fierce sixteen and the number one six. So Fierce one six. Use that. So go to shop.fiercemarriage.com. All our books. We have the Fierce rings there. We have some other posters and things there. At some point, we're going to have even more swag cool. stuff we all get um but anyway yeah fierce 16 will make that good for a few weeks it's awesome or a few maybe a few yeah this week side note 16 year anniversary gift is the theme is wax but the modern gift is silver hollowware of course it is <laughs> like word. metal or tableware so a candle and a fork that's uh, you all know you gotta what? get i feel like there's a group of executives <laughs> somewhere saying eh, wax is a little on the cheap end let's <laughs> let's make it something a little more high end all right those, those those couples made it to 16 years yes they got money to buy some silver hollowware whatever in the world that I is i think we still have the silverware from our wedding what is ho- hollowware i don't know you, I, I i just Put the tab that down. Is bizarre. Put the tab away. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, it's all a racket, ladies and gentlemen. Just love your wife, love your husband well, and just celebrate each other. Yes. Don't. Yeah. Don't feel pressure to do all that kind of stuff. Because we don't. No, we do not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I do feel pressure to love you though. 
to let well, you go. That's, that's a good you. pressure. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, why are you blaming me? <laughs> okay. So here's a quick disclaimer. We're, these two ideas are coming out of uh, these books that we wrote. And so it's 40 prayers for my wife, 40 prayers for my husband. That's the 40, 40 day prayer journey. Um, that's the bundle. Mm -hmm. And then we have the 31 day pursuit challenge, which is wife in pursuit and husband in pursuit. And so we wrote those books strategically shock, shock. We wrote them with this (laughs) idea that, okay, some couples will, will need to go to God in prayer and they need to learn how to trust God more with the heart of their spouse, with their own efforts toward loving their husband or wife. Much us. (laughs) Yeah. And, and we, and scripture, here's why I love prayer about prayer is that it's a response to what God has already said. I've said this before on the podcast and I love this quote. I forget who even said it, but they they said, if you want to hear, if you want to hear God's voice, read the Bible. Oh yeah. (laughs) If you want to hear God's voice out loud, read the Bible out loud. (laughs) And it's so true. Those are God's words. We oftentimes we gloss over that. The fact that this is his revealed word, his Mm -hmm. revealed character he didn't have to give us the canon. He didn't have to give us the gospels. He didn't have to give us Isaiah and all the Psalms and, you know, all the way back to, he didn't have to, he didn't have to give us any of that stuff. Mm. He could have done it just through word of mouth, right? That was how most uh, traditions worked back, you know, mm-hmm. in ancient times, oral tradition. Mm-hmm. And, but we have a written record and it's, you know what, it's the most um, historically um, founded and historically verified and historically accurate manuscript in the world. Hmm. And so we not only have a written record, but we have a very reliable written record. And so oh, written record. Written record. And it's God's word revealed to us. So when we pray, we're responding to that. So when we wrote these books, Forty Prayer, the Forty uh, Day Prayer Journey, we specifically are responding and praying scripture over each other in faith and responding right. to what God has said in scripture right. about us as people of God and as husbands and wives. Right. So that's the <clears throat> prayer piece. Yeah. The pursuit piece is, hey, we have, I, I, I've been married to my wife. I just want to learn how to love her more intentionally. I want to learn how to pursue her. And the whole premise of that book comes from John, what is it, four, 1 John 4.10? 419. 419, we love because he, he first, first loved, loved us. us. Mm-hmm. So how do we pursue each other in light of how God has pursued us? Mm. And that's the that's the goal of these books to try to answer that that question. So um, there's lots of actions of pursuit, and that's kind of where I'm taking, we've prayed, okay, and now God has said, yes, I'm working in the heart of your spouse. Right. So for instance, if, if a wife or a husband's praying, please bring my, my please, please bring them to you, bring them to right. a relationship with you, bring them to repentance, bring them to a thriving understanding of the right. gospel. And then I feel you, like, that's out of your control at that point. Right. But what is in our control is that I can, I can now choose to love you in a way that shows the gospel and shows you the love of Christ, not, not just telling you the love of Christ. Right, right. right. Well, and I feel like faith is, I'm sorry, prayer is this area where God can really build our faith and our faith can be built in him. And, you know, first James, first James, <laughs> James two, this is Selena's Bible version of it. <laughs> James two, uh, 18 through 22 talks about, you know, having faith in action and faith in deeds. It says, but someone will say, you have faith, I have deeds. Show me your faith without deeds and I will show you my faith by my deeds. You believe that there is one God, good. Even the demons believe that and shudder. You foolish person, do you want evidence that faith without deeds is useless? Was not your father Abraham considered righteous for what mm. he did when he suffered his son? He, he offered. offered his son Isaac on the altar. 
You see that his faith and his actions were working together and his faith was made complete by what he did. Hmm. And I feel like that's a very powerful image of our faith in action, right? God, at, uh, Abraham and, and God were <laughs> convening. <laughs> they had yeah. time together and the Lord, you know, spoke to Abraham and was like, offer your son. Like, this is your, this is your sacrifice. This is what I'm calling you to offering the thing that you have desired the most right mm. and that and you wanted for so long and maybe there's some of us in our marriage that we've wanted our spouse to come to the lord we've wanted them to lead our household right we've right. wanted them to step into that that position of headship and yet god is saying give that to me give that mm. that thing that is close to your heart that you've desired and wanted give that to me and in your actions like this will be this will be made complete. Like, wow. So anyways. That's that's really, um, I think, practical and profound simultaneously because... God is good because I have pregnancy brain completely yeah, right well, now. And he's been so clear in some of, in his word to me, I feel like lately, which is such a blessing of grace. <laughs> that is, it's a huge grace. So you've, you've answered this question is why do we, you know, how is, what is, how does pursuit align with prayer? And you're saying prayer is like asking in faith. And pursuit is faith in action. Yeah. So let's quickly overview what, what why prayer is unique. Okay? Yeah. And then and then again we'll we'll kind of touch on pursuit again. Right. And then what I'd love to do is take the last kind of third of this episode and talk through specific scenarios and how praying and pursuing can play into those specific scenarios. Yeah. So you just outlined a really critical one where you have I just have this picture of the wife or the husband who's helpless. They yeah. they cannot seem to change their their spouse's heart and they want to. Right. Well, what do we do then? Okay, so very clearly we pray, God, bring them to you. Right. Call them. Work out your purposes in their heart. Soften their heart of stone. Give them a heart of flesh. Mm. Please do that. You, I, I can just hear the prayers of the husbands right. and the wives where they're right. just pleading with God for this reality to, to hit. Yeah. And they're powerless to make it happen themselves. So they're going to their father in need. Right. They're praying. Right. And then now that same... That same husband, that same wife gets up off their knees, gets done with praying, and they go in and they, they love in action. Right. And they pursue each other mm-hmm. through, you know, all the actions of pursuit, you know, what? going on dates, uh, being kind with your words, being generous with your right. gestures, being um, everything that we've talked about. And not for the sake, I think, of hoping that their heart yeah. changes. I mean, hoping, yes, but yeah, no manipulating the hearts to change, but really to show that one-way <laughs> yeah. love. Uh, of God, that unconditional, like, I'm going to love you even though I don't feel like Mm -hmm. you deserve it, or I'm going to love you because God has loved me, and I realize that I am not Mr. Perfect, (laughs) you know? Sorry, Mr. Perfect! (laughs) Um, And even, but even in our prayers, like, God is so good to instruct us in Philippians 4, 6 through 7, do not be anxious about anything but in every situation by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving present your request to God, and the peace yeah. of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds mm. in Christ. And I think, obviously, the anxiety is in our minds a lot of times, and in our yeah. hearts. And, of yes, there's varying level degrees of anxiety, absolutely. So and, what is anxiety if it's not the desire? And like it's almost like the entitled attitude of, I need to be able to control the situation. Mm. If I can't control it, I'm off the rails. There are some physiological reasons for anxiety. Yeah. We know those very closely. Yeah. We have family members that deal with that. Yeah. But, the, but uh, more often than not, it's this desire. It's like you have to control things. If you can't know yeah. the outcome, then you're going to completely spiral. Right. And, and God is, and God is Paul saying. Paul is writing here. Yeah. 
In every situation, by prayer and petition. Yeah. What is petition? With thanksgiving. With thanksgiving. Present your request to God. And then what? And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your heart and mind. So I guess what's the opposite of anxiety, right? Like it's trust. Would it be trust? Like well, well, peace. Peace. Peace that is rooted in trust. Right. That has to be rooted in trust. Yeah. And so, and so, so have peace about in every situation, right? That hmm. you can go to God uh, in prayer. It's so hard to have peace though if you don't petition. if you don't put your hope and trust in Christ. Okay. Right. So we've been right. dealing with a lot this week. Mm-hmm. We've had a lot of death. In, mm-hmm. in, in, in and around our lives mm-hmm. and a lot of um, really dire circumstances, I'll say. Mm-hmm. And we just, you some and I, scary, it feels like we've been some scares and stuff. And yeah. And some scary stuff. Unsettling things. And yeah. Just health wise stuff. That's not, you know, not the best thing you want to hear or, yeah. or talk about. And it's, uh, we were just talking before we got on here and yeah. we were like, and I remember we were just being super vulnerable with each other. Mm-hmm. I was, I was just hugging you. Mm-hmm. It's just we're being really transparent and I'm crying, right now. Selena's crying a lot. crying right now. <laughs> <laughs> and, and this is just seconds before we hit record. <laughs> and and I'm like, you know what? This pain, even in this pain, it points us to a, a not already, but not yet. That yeah. desire that we have to be in perfect union with God, in perfect the perfect presence of God when all things are made new, all tears are wiped away, mm-hmm. all fear is put to rest. Every knee bows, every tongue confesses Jesus Christ is Lord. We we hope for that. Without that hope, what did I say to you? Without that hope, we're standing on the edge of a of a yeah. vast chasm, yeah. a dark chasm. There's nothing for us right, right. without that hope. And so Paul is saying that, like, don't be anxious, but with prayer and petition and thanksgiving, present your request to God, and He'll guard your hearts and minds. Right. And how can you be thankful when you're asking? Like, how can you? I think that's mm-hmm. a that's a that's a hard question to ask, right? Like. Thank you, God. You know, some of the hard things that we've heard some really dark and hard things happen to people this week that we know people around the people and we're trying to, you know, love and minister to them, but also process it through our with ourselves. And mm. I'm just I've been amazed that I've been amazed how in the darkest, deepest, like most horrific situations, God's still sovereign and it's proven by how people are leaning into him proven by how uh people have been writing and saying things about him and 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 i don't know spreading these messages of yeah. of god is still good in the midst of this and it's inexplicable aside it, yeah, from, yeah yeah and i think that that again just proves the sovereignty and kingship and lordship of our god mm. even in the darkest places he is still god he is still king and he's it's not out of his control yeah. So in light and of that, he's using it to cha- bring us closer. <laughs> I think it's healthy once in a while to kind of mar- marvel at the relationship between God and man, mm. and specifically this bridge that is prayer. Okay. So I just want to read this, the intro part of the intro to this uh, forty prayers for my wife. Um, it says, "Prayer is one of those things we take for granted. Personally, it's a concept I rarely think twice about. It almost feels common or normal, maybe even a bit cliche." But if you stop and think about it, prayer shouldn't seem normal. It shouldn't seem commonplace. It should seem more crazy than normal, outlandish even. Yeah. Is it ordinary for man to converse with, listen to, and commune with the living God of the universe? Is it normal for a finite person to have consistent dialogue with the all-powerful, all-knowing, mm-hmm. and all-present creator of everything? There is no way prayer can be normal, is there? I didn't believe it could be for an Im- I didn't l- believe it could be for an imperfect finite man. 
I'm the opposite of everything God is. He's holy, perfect in every conceivable way, and I am not. He is powerful beyond bounds, and I'm painfully limited. He is spirit. I'm flesh and bone. Mm. He exists forever without beginning or end, and I'm just trying not to die before I turn to 80. <laughs> in fact, the more I contemplate the vast chasm separating me, God and me, the further I plunge into an existential crisis. God is God, and I am not. It's that simple, mm. and it's in its reality I'll quickly accept. So, how could I ever hope to know him and talk to him, let alone spend time communing with him? Prayer, I've learned, is a prime example of how the upside-down, nonsensical, irrational grace of God shatters reality. And then, so I, I, I'll skip a little bit ahead. It says, not only has writing this book convinced me that prayer, the act of communicating and communing with God himself, is possible, but the experience has also shown me that prayer is one of the most profound, mm. necessary, and in fact, normal activities of my ex- very existence as a disciple of Christ. I must pray as I must breathe. The wonder lies in the fact that I'm able to pray just as I'm able to breathe solely because God ordains mm. it. The miracle doesn't end there. We're wanted. We're, we're, we aren't just warranted to enter. I'll, I'll end here. We aren't just warranted to enter into communion with God. We are also wanted. Mm. So he's given us access, but he's also calling us into it. Right. And that was not the case for the beginning of creation until Jesus came. Like there was... There was not the same... Spiritual... There were the leaders, there were prophets, elders, priests. They were the spiritual like... Bridges, yeah. Bridges between the people and the holy God, right? And There were instances, though, where God is directly communicating. Right, like with Abraham and, yes. But there was this, like, sense of I have to be made right through sacrifice and right living. Blood sacrifices, laws. There was a lot of uh, table manners, I guess. (laughs) A lot of requirements before you could just go to God. And even then, Mm. it wasn't always allowed right but but there's the good news right there is that those requirements god is still the same holy god right jesus has just satisfied all those requirements for us and now we stand in the shadow of christ before a holy god instead of being just incinerated by his glory right we can now stand huddled behind the person and work of christ and make a petition to god himself which is a profound reality it is it is and i think you know, just boiling it down to like, we're trying to teach our kids how to pray and they're, they're a little shy and funny about it. You know, they kind of want to sing the prayer song at the table and they were a little goofy this morning. And I was like, girls, I don't, I'm just going to be honest here. Like, I don't feel like you're actually talking to Jesus and thanking him for what he's given us. I feel like you're just kind of being silly and singing Mm -hmm. a silly song. So if we're going to be silly about it, there's a time and place for that, but not, there's a time and place to be silly. But when we're talking to Jesus and thanking him, we need to, you know, have sincere hearts. And I'm trying, you know, it's not the whole conversation. Basically, it was like, if if we're going to be joking and singing goofy songs, we're going to we're going to stop that. And I'm going to basically force you to pray in some ways because they have been avoiding sort of sane prayers, at least our oldest. They get really shy and they don't always understand it, maybe. And I and so (laughs) I guess we're trying to teach them as much as we're teaching our own hearts, right, of how to how to go to God, like you don't just go to God for all your requests, right? But you also want to praise him and thank him. What's something that you're thankful for that God has done in your life? And and still, that's, I feel like it's it's still above them, like mm. developmentally in some ways. But having those, having that vocabulary common in our household is something that we want and, and that we desire. And hopefully it'll continue to click over the years. But it's just how can we break that down for them? And that just ministers to my heart as well as like, how can I not always go to God, right, for with petitioning him for everything, but being thankful mm. and presenting my request, not being anxious, but saying, God, thank you for the peace that I can have in you, despite what I'm feeling yeah. or walking through. 
Yeah. So as we, uh, so maybe you're listening to this thinking, oh, I need to get kind of on my prayer life. I need to more prioritize this. You guys, that's us. That's me constantly. Yeah. Yesterday, I, I, I made a point to pray a lot more for a specific need of a of an online friend. Yeah. And it just honestly it put me face to face with this fact that it's completely out of my control. Mm. And but you know, there's a beauty in that because then we're actually we're actually going to the Father for and, and expecting of Him what only He can do, which yeah. is be in control right. and be the sovereign one. So as you head into this and you're thinking, how can I how can I move forward, right? And the last thing you want to do is just heap on more to dos. But really, what I'd rather do is. I'm going to give you three specific things to to kind of, um, I guess they're exonerations, right? Is that right? No, exhortations. <laughs> I got, <laughs> I I got like, pregnancy brain now. Um. <laughs> I'm going to exonerate you. No, ex- exhortations, so encouragements, as you, as you think about prayer in your life. And the first one is uh, be hopeful, okay? So like you were saying, Selena, we, we go to God with trust and in honesty, with hope. Mm. Hopeful that he is actually, you know, he... He hears us. And hopeful for what he can do, yeah. right? He, we have to stand on faith knowing that he hears us. We have to stand and trust that we are speaking not into the ether, not into the universe, not yeah. to some larger energy. We're speaking to God, a yeah. being, the creator, mm-hmm. and we're hopeful. Like, go expectant. There's nothing appealing about a child who doesn't want cake because he doesn't ask for cake because he's afraid he'll get, he won't get it. That's a C.S. Lewis quote, by the way. Mm-hmm. I didn't make that up. But there's nothing appealing about that child. Sometimes we go to God thinking, why, why even pray? He's going to do what he's going to do. Yeah. But that's not how we're called to have faith. We're called to, to run to God as children, begging and asking for the things our heart earnestly desires, specifically around big life things like your, the heart of your spouse and the health of your children right. and the health of your, you know, big things that we don't know God's will for all those things all the time. But we can go to him asking for him to be merciful and miraculous in our lives and be hopeful in that. So that's the first one is just be hopeful, okay? And go to God expectant. The second one is create margin. This is very ta- this is very uh, tangible, but it's a dialogue, okay? Yeah. Prayer is a dialogue, and good dialogue always takes time. Mm-hmm. So often we say, like, we're in, we're in the car, we're getting ready to hop, hop out the car to walk into the office or whatever, and you say, oh, I forgot to pray. God, give me a good day. All right, amen. <laughs> or God, help me to be used by you today yeah. or help me glorify you today. Amen. Okay, that's there, there's a time and a place for that. But I'm saying like this kind of prayer, create a little bit of margin in your life, 15 minutes in the morning to read God's word, mm-hmm. pray through God's word, say, okay, God said this, right? In Philippians, he said, do not be anxious about anything. God, help me not to be anxious. You said right. not to be anxious. Help me not to be anxious, but help me to uh, be thankful and right. present this request to you. Lord, you've asked me to do that. And then what? A dialogue is two-way. So stop. Give it a minute, yeah. like a one-to-one ratio at least. If you're talking for a minute, give God a minute. If you're talking <laughs> for five seconds, give God at least five seconds. It's a dialogue. Yeah. And it's not just a monologue, and you're not just – you're not trying to impress God. You're trying to commune right. with God. And so that's the second encouragement is a create margin. Did you have anything you wanted to add to that? Um, I just think cre- by creating margin, we're making a bigger space for prayer in our lives. Like we're not just doing it to check it off. Again, it's a lifestyle and it's something that we're growing in, in terms of like a spiritual discipline as well. But we are, it's not just, okay, answer this request and done. It's like, okay, my heart is anxious about this request. Mm-hmm. I know that God can answer it the way I want. And I hope that the way I want is what he wants, but he could answer it the way he wants as well. 
And I just need my heart to like trust him in that. So like there's just, it's not just about the request. I think we can boil things down to just petition. And God is so much more about, Mm. you know, our praise and where our hearts are when we're asking and what, where our hearts will be when and if a, an answer is given, you know? And so there's just this whole like world around prayer that we, can ignore and God's like I have there's so much richness to be had I think in doing this yeah yeah that's that's good thank you for adding that Fi- the final cur- <laughs> so those those two encouragements um or just to reiterate is to go to God with a hopeful heart mm. as a child would go to would, as a child come runs to their parent mm. hopeful expectancy but with an open-handed pr- presentation of yourself mm-hmm. and whatever's on your heart to God hopefulness the second one is make margin. Give yourself time to actually hear God's voice. I like to encourage a one-to-one margin. If you're praying for, like I said, 10 minutes, and give God 10 minutes and just journal. That's what I do. I just journal. Whatever comes to mind, I'll just write it down. And then the final uh, encouragement is just really short, and it comes from, uh, I think, First Thessalonians 5.17. Just pray continually. Mm. Okay, so just pray all the time. And so a lot of times we think if, if it's not some um, like drawn-out thing, or if we're not kneeling in our prayer closet, you know, at at 5 a.m. in the morning, then right. it's not legitimate prayer. Right. No, a prayer is an attitude, being yeah. in an attitude of prayer, an attitude of thanksgiving, an attitude of worship. It can be a lifestyle. And honestly, it's, it's about stirring your affections and keeping your mind focused mm. on the things of God. It's uh, Colossians 3. It says, if then you've been raised with Christ... Mm. Keep seek the, seek the things that are above where Christ is, right. not the things that are below, right? So right. set your hearts on things that are above. Right. Set your heart on it. Well, and and praying continually. Praying to it. God and talking to him about yeah. who he is and the things of him. It, it raises, not raises, it sounds so out there, but mm-hmm. it fixes our eyes on him. It yeah. fixes our eyes on, on the things of him, on the eternal things and our perspective and our mm-hmm. hearts are reoriented towards towards him. Yeah. Yeah. So those are the three encouragements around prayer mm. and kind of to lift our eyes a little bit about about the idea and the doctrine of prayer and the privilege it is mm-hmm. to be invited into right. prayer, to be right. welcomed, but also in, and allowed, but also encouraged mm. to do that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So again, we, for marriage, prayer is huge because so, so much of this stuff is out of our control. We like yeah. to think we have control over it. <laughs> so it's us letting God be God and we're yeah. not. And so there is a there is a break though where God now says, Okay, now go. Love. Right. Love as I've loved you. Forgive as you have been forgiven. Right. Communicate well. You know, <laughs> be quick to listen. Right. Be slow to speak. So he's given us a lot of actionable evidence right. and a lot of actionable things in, in the Christian life that all inevitably work themselves out within marriage, but also in marriage specifically. And, you know, we see, I've said it all tons of times in Ephesians 4 and 5, mm-hmm. loving each other and how is, is, a, is analogous to how Christ has loved the church. Mm-hmm. And so pursuing, so now we're talking about the pursuit half of this Well, is, okay. is just that. Right. And I just, sorry, I just wanted to, since we were in Philippians talking about Philippians 4, you know, how he's saying whatever, uh, what, what verse was I at? You're six and seven. Six and seven. So out of, you know, do not be anxious, pray, the peace of God will surpass all understanding. Mm. He he ends it with whatever's true, whatever's honorable, just, pure, lovely, commendable. If there's anything, any excellence, anything worthy of praise, think about these things, what you've learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things wow. and yeah. the God of peace will be with you. Um, so again, Paul is helping us understand, he's helping the Philippians, and we are also learning this, 
that uh, how to pray, and he's encouraging, he's exhorting the people, the Philippians, showing them how we should pray, how we can pray, and how that is going to provide peace around our hearts and our minds. And when we have peace, I feel like in our hearts and our minds, then our actions can be from a place of faith, right? And a place of confidence, not just, okay, I'm going to, I prayed, now I'm going to go do. It's like, no, I prayed and now I do. Like, like you said, you, you see my faith by my deeds, right? right? And not just my faith and my deeds. It's you see, you, you, you see what I'm doing mm-hmm. because, and you're like, why are you doing that? Well, it's because of what God is, is doing inside of me and, and through me and wow. with me. So. So you're saying that pursuing each other is that message loud and clear right. to each other, you know, to your spouse in marriage. Right. That's great. So I, just to recap, Selena, you talked about, so well, the whole pr- premise of pursuing in our vocabulary right. anyway is First John 4, 19, we love because he first loved us. Right. So there's something about being loved and experiencing the love of Christ that triggers in us a love that is otherworldly. Mm-hmm. And that otherworldly love is just that. It's not from us. It's an overflow of what God has done in our hearts and who right. Christ is. And what is the kind of love that Christ gives us? It's patient. It's kind. It's long-suffering. Mm-hmm. It's it's good. It's pure. It's selfless love. It's all these different things. So now, if we're loving each other as Christ has loved us, we're compelled to pursue. Right. And what is what does the word pursuit imply? It's a chasing after. Mm-hmm. It's a action. You're You're to me, it doesn't even sound like you're even walking. It sounds like you're at least jogging or running right. or sprinting. Sounds a very after. active word, yes. Yeah, yeah it's, it's almost a chasing. It's like, wherever you go, I'll be there. Mm-hmm. Like, wherever you... I've told Selena, I was like, you can't divorce me. If you try to leave, I'll just follow you. <laughs> <laughs> and not in a creepy way, obviously. If like we have something to work out, we're going to work through stuff. But <laughs> I'm going to follow you. I'm never going to give up on yeah. you. I will pursue you to the day I die. That's why when I got a tattoo on my arm, <laughs> I got Selena's name, massive name on my arm, like... Total inside of the arm. And it's an ambigram. So it says Selena when it's right side up and you flip it upside down. It says Amanda, which is your middle name. Mm-hmm. The tattoo artist was like, hey, man, about to about to start this thing. You good? Are you sure? Which is what they said to me when I got a small tattoo of your name on my wrist. This was a long time ago, people. And he's like, are you sure you want to get the name? And he yeah. said the same thing he's to like, you. He's like, are you sure you want it like that? We got them at separate every time, times, by the way. Yeah, Surprises we didn't even know. Yeah. And, he, uh, you know, because they're like, every time I've done this, it's not ended well for the relationship. And I'm like, you obviously don't know God. <laughs> I know. Well, I, I told my guy, I told my artist, is at Huntington Beach, I remember, because there was a total, we were at a conference, me and, me and my buddy Chad. Yeah. And the conference was so boring. <laughs> so we, you and got I looked, to I looked get over a tattoo. To Chad, and I was like, Chad, do you want to go get a tattoo right now? <laughs> and he goes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and so we just totally bailed. I end up in this tattoo shop in Huntington Beach, and the guy is just like, are you sure you want to do this? And I said, dude, I'm either going to be dead or my arm's going to be cut off before this thing. <laughs> before I, like, divorce Before this wife, thing right? is, is null and void. Yeah. All right? So just just do your job, buddy. <laughs> yeah, and so that that's that's the attitude is yeah. no, no matter what happens, you're, you are my wife. That's never going to change, and I will pursue you to the day I die. So how does this look tangibly? Uh in the in the well in the life tattoo? of a husband and get wife. a tattoo <laughs> yeah. of your wife that's day one's name. challenge <laughs> yeah. we just go big right from the start so i think so let's talk through just no. a few yeah well, go, go ahead, ahead. I, I want to get tangible for this as well okay. and then we'll talk about the specific instances where praying and pursuing can play a role um how what does pursuit require okay yeah so active faith i think is the, is the 
is the biggest one. Right. And it's a trust that in taking action, you are communicating a deeper truth yeah. about your commitment and your love. Yeah, absolutely. So despite it, like our feelings, despite yeah. the situation that we're finding ourselves in, in our mm. marriage. Um, so just, just what this book looks like, just so you can imagine it in your brain. Um, it's it's a 31-day devotional, basically, and there's 31 challenges. There's uh, a, a verse, there's some writing from us, and then there's some reflection points. And, and there's, there's a pursuit challenge. There is a challenge of yeah. something you have to do, and it has little indicators of how much time or money it might take. Um, but don't worry, they're all, they're all very doable, and you can get very creative with them. But um, I think the thing that I appreciate about this book the most is that it's a place to keep my thoughts to track prayers to track kind of what God is doing in my heart and they're all themed and they were all intentionally written uh, for each day and I think that it really I don't know just challenges me to remember right. who God is it's kind of intense. We didn't really put any rest days in here, so I would say if you want to do a rest day, that's yeah. okay to do. Yeah. Um, and yes, you can do them just the wife could do one. I mean, that's a full, like, that's the epitome, I feel like, in the act of pursuit. They were designed to do together, um, but you can definitely do them if your spouse is not interested in books. So here's an example. <laughs> I'm just going to take day 11 there you go. from the husband in pursuit. Again, these aren't meant to sell these books, I think. No, they're if, really to promote, like, how do I pursuit. put my faith in action? Like, yeah. here are some ways you can do that. <laughs> so this one's called Authentic Empathy. It starts with Hebrews 2, 7 through 18. And yours is going to be different. You have right. Yours is called Friendship and what? New Adventures. Friendship and New Adventures. Uh, so they're different. And then some of the days overlap. Mm -hmm. Like when you, like there's a day for like planned intimacy is in there. Well, yeah. that day is the same for husband and wife. Because <laughs> we want to make sure <laughs> that you're both. Yeah, we, we, we're, we're trying to hook you up. All right. We're trying to. With your spouse. We're trying to. A couple times. Yeah, no. You can thank us later. All right. For the phenomenal. Congrats. Congrats uh, on the great time you're going to have. Funny. Listener. <laughs> But anyway, day 11, authentic empathy said he had made, he, uh, this is Hebrews 2, he had to be made like his brothers in every, in every respect so that he might become merciful and faithful high priest in the service of God to make a propitiation for the sins of the people. For because, of he, because he himself suffered when he tempted, he's able to help those who are being tempted. So it's talking about empathy. There's a commentary. It's only like a page and a half long, two pages. And then we get into uh, reflect on what ways you find it hard to empathize with your wife. And I wrote down. I have zero sympathy a lot of the time, like, especially when you're pregnant, <laughs> it's really hard for me to, I have to consciously tell myself, pursue your wife by saying, I'm sorry you feel that way. How can I help? Cause you're talking about like you feel uncomfortable and it's like a constant stream of consciousness. <laughs> like, oh, I just, uh, I'm uncomfortable <laughs> and I have to stop and say, okay, be patient. She's very uncomfortable. She's carrying your child. Well, so I be patient even, with her. I know. I try not even say that stuff because I'm like... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I know that you don't care. <laughs> well, I'm you trying do. to care. You do, but you don't yeah. because you're like, well, I got work to do. <laughs> so, it's, so. It, okay, so this asks those questions. <laughs> and then it, the next question is, how can you learn to better empathize with her in those areas? And you can write down things like, well, I can just pause whatever I'm doing and look her in the eye and nod and tell her that I'm actively listening. <laughs> then I can offer, I can offer support in some way, right? Instead of just being like, well, don't, I mean, what, what do you want me to do about it? Support is not it? necessarily like fixing either. 
Like, it's just empathizing as I'm sorry. Yeah. How, I'm sorry that you're uncomfortable. That's I'm terrible. Sorry that you're I'm... growing a child and you gain, you <laughs> okay, know. Okay, okay, we get it. <laughs> we get it. Okay. So Imagine like, if you gained like 30 pounds in like two months. What does Ryan say? Three months or something. There's a no woman. reason a woman should not gain more than nine pounds in pregnancy. It's, I did not say that. Not this Ryan. I'm not that stupid. Ryan on the office. It's on the office. <laughs> Okay, and then there's a pursuit. So this is pursuit number 11. It says, pursue your wife by taking re- taking a routine responsibility off her plate. The task can be big or small, and it might take 10 minutes or two hours, your call. Whatever you do, make sure she feels relieved by not having to do it. Mm. You don't want to do a favor that she didn't even realize you did. <laughs> <laughs> you got to do something. That's not really a favor, is it, at that point? <laughs> And the thing is, while you're relieving her, seek to understand her perspective just a little bit more. And afterward, take a moment to express your appreciation for mm-hmm. everything he does to contribute to your household. And there's a space to write down your notes and to check off when you've done it. Great. Um, so that actually came out of when, whenever you had to go to take care of your grandmother who was dying. Oh, yeah. And our, our youngest was probably like three months old or something. I can't remember. Maybe mm-hmm. she was six months old. Yeah. You had to have her for a whole day. But I had never taken care of both kids by myself because the youngest was very, still breastfeeding and still very physiologically dependent on right, mom. Right. Didn't take a bottle well. And so all of a sudden I had this crash course on like how to take care of two kids for 12 hours <laughs> because it was a long, drawn out yeah. kind of process. Your grandmother passing away. Yeah. So I was like, wow, I'm really empathizing with <laughs> Selena right now. <laughs> so I think that. So back to what it takes to pursue, what does pursuit require? It's an act of faith and trusting that you are communicating a deeper love that may not be communicated otherwise. And it wasn't lost on me that you were learning and empathizing. You were learning empathy in those moments. And the fact that you weren't just getting mad and like texting me angry texts was a sign of your empathy. That was just a perfect scenario for me to learn because how could I be impatient? Uh, Why could you come home? Well, like you're literally sitting on your grandma's deathbed watching her like... Yeah, being with family pass and pass away. Yes, yes. Like, and so there's no, yeah, there's no. It was a hard time, but like again, God uses those those squeezy times, right? Those hard times <laughs> yeah. that you to really, I guess, ooze out what's what you're made of, and say, and God's mm. like, let me fill you with my empathy. Let me fill you with these ways that you can love and you mm-hmm. can pursue them, and they can mm-hmm. the deeper truth. Yes, absolutely, is that you love me and that you're sacrificing in a lot of ways for me. And I appreciate that. And I feel like those words don't even like say it enough. You so know? here's the thing about that is I didn't, I didn't necessarily know. And I didn't see that you were appreciating this in that way, or you were feeling loved in that way. I just knew that I needed to kind of love you in this mm-hmm. way mm-hmm. and trust that it was going to be fruit bearing in our yeah. relationship. Yeah. And it was going to be fruit bearing in our lives because it was a very important thing for you to be a part of, obviously. Right. And so it's, again, the first one is it requires an active faith that God is moving, even when you don't know right, that he is. Right, And that's that's the second one, which is know God's a transformer of hearts, not you. Right. And so I want to say the, sec- the, the second point is actually it requires grit, like yeah. a sense of I am committing and determining. I've determined in my mind that I'm going to pursue my wife right. regardless right. of how I feel, right. because frankly, you're not going to care and you are but in a lot of ways you're not going to care how i feel in terms of how you feel pursued right right at the end of the day you need to feel pursued by me and i want to feel pursued by you right and so there's a grit there that says i'm going to be the husband that christ has called me to be and love her with a generous selfless love even when i don't feel like being generous and selfless right. when i don't see the fruit right. of it and I'm, there's not an roi in it for right. me <laughs> there's no return on right. this investment <laughs> i need to have grit right and 
and it's an actionable thing and i think prayer is kind of our head and heart uh faith sort of connecting and then this pursuit is our hands like it's, mm. it's our head and our heart coming together and flowing out through our hands and our actions yeah and it's not something that's easy to do obviously because we don't always want to do it, it mm-hmm. sounds it sounds grandiose and awesome when you're talking about it but then when it comes down to it yeah you have to have grit and sometimes you just gotta do hard things right and that's good and that's okay and god is good in right. in us doing those things um you yeah. had you had one more before you want to talk about a few quick scenarios. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So just as a recap, so perfume uh, perfume requires <laughs> pursuit requires an act of faith. It yes. requires a grit and a determination. And the final one is it requires investment. Yeah, in that we have to invest our heart, soul, energy, yeah. and our minds into creating a pursuit environment in our marriage. Right. So yeah. it, you're never going to have an amazing date if you never take time or invest time. Yeah. Invest energy to plan it. So good. You're never going to grow in certain areas if you're just if you're too stingy. And or passive. It's okay to be budget budget minded, right? Yes. But if you're too stingy to spend twenty dollars on a babysitter or to spend a, enough time on a babysitter to give yourself time, or you're too stingy to buy a small gift, I'm talking like ten dollars or less. There, there's investment in here. I'm not yeah. saying that's required, but if your spouse, if your wife or your husband is a gifts person. Like then you have an opportunity. That's really easy, frankly. Like that's a that's a gimme. Like if yeah. you, if they're a gifts person, that's amazing because you, you can, can <laughs> you can tie any sentiment to a gift. <laughs> yes. yes. So like, good for you. You're blessed. <laughs> oh, good for we're you. We're not we're not gift people that much. No, we're not, and it's terrible. <laughs> Some I'm of kidding. your gifts, though, I like. Yeah, you do. And they're practical, useful, and I want them. <laughs> <laughs> Here's how birthdays go for us. What do you want? <laughs> And then I'm usually like, I don't know. And then you just end up buying me Tacoma swag, which is our hometown, um, which I love. I always love it. So that's a, that's a go ahead. Um, so yeah, investment. <laughs> so there's that, there's the investment of your, of your resources. Um, there's also investment of men, investment of your emotional energy. It's so easy oh, to man. pour your emotional energy into sports, into a hobby, into mm. your job, into your friends, into video games, into oh, anything man. else. But Pouring your emotional energy into how you love your wife and how you love your kids, taking time away from your job, like maybe take a lunch hour and don't don't meet with anyone or don't do any work, but sit down and talk about like journal or write or think about how you can show your wife that you love her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> so that's an investment. It is. It is a good investment. But you know, a lot of guys worthy investment. Present company included, a lot of guys don't take the time to do that. And every time I've stopped and said, okay, I'm going to spend the next 15 minutes thinking about how to love my wife and how to pursue her. (laughs) It sounds funny because it's ridiculous, but it has to be. That's what I'm saying. And that's okay. In 15 minutes, you could wash the dishes. (laughs) (laughs) So stop thinking about it and do. Yeah. Well, you get the point, though, right? Yes. So investment. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to laugh. <laughs> Just investment. Of I'm t- going to take the next four days to think about what I can do. I remember. So at the end of the uh, at the end of the 31 day pursuit challenge. Yes. So we did this with um, the whole fierce marriage community. Like mm-hmm. I think it was a year ago mm-hmm. or so, and we did, and that that's when we learned how hard it actually is to <laughs> to keep it up for 31 days. So if you do it, don't feel bad if you yeah, miss a day. Some time. Just take a pause. Yeah. It can take 50 days if it needs to. But the last day is basically everything's kind of building to this big kind of grand finale. And And it tells you, and you're warned, okay, heads up, in a week you're going to do this. Are you talking, planning for this? And what did we do? 
We went swimming in a shark tank. Yes. An actual shark tank. And I love sharks now. Selena's such a... Sh- you're, you're Dwight Schrute. I am. I love birds of prey. <laughs> I love sharks. Yeah! <laughs> not now, not now, Selena. <laughs> Just let the sharks be. Seriously, they had to call me back in the cage because I was like trying to get so close. They're such curious creatures. So there's a there's a local aquarium where <laughs> Sorry, you can, you can pay <laughs> you can pay money. <laughs> I think it was two hundred bucks, oh, and wow. it was for the both of us. So total, so to me is well worth it. And we budgeted for it. We had a month to kind of plan. Okay, we're gonna spend two hundred bucks on this, and I already kind of knew what I wanted to do. <laughs> and so, and I knew you'd love it because you're a nerd like that. <laughs> no, because sharks are awesome, and. They they put you in these dry suits, you go into this cage, and they have the cage closed, and all the sharks are in this massive aquarium swimming mm-hmm. around, and there's probably like 20 sharks in there. Yeah. And then about halfway through, they give you the okay, the scuba okay sign, <laughs> which they they brief you and say, that means that we're going to open the cage if everyone's okay with that. And they open the, the wall of I the was cage. like, get out of my group if you're not okay with that. <laughs> And then you're basically like, there's nothing between you and these sharks. Yeah, and but Selena they're so was just, like, you're like leaning out and you're supposed to imagine an invisible wall. Yeah. <laughs> they gave me a little tap on the shoulder and the finger of like, yeah. come back in here. <laughs> yeah. It's and, fine. and we would look at each other with like big eyes and you could hear it screaming through the bubbles. Like, no, <laughs> whenever a big shark would swim by. That was great. But that was uh, an investment yeah. of our time and our money. We had uh-huh. to set aside the time. We had to get my parents to cover for us when they, they brought the girls and they actually could see us through the, the glass. The, a glass. And so it, it was an investment. And yes. now what do we have? We had this experience yeah. where we were able to do something unique we'd never done. We grew together. Our friendship was deepened. Our right. experiential quiver was filled with one more arrow. <laughs> I didn't like that analogy. <laughs> Not a thing. Very funny. Um, and so it was a great investment, is what yeah. I'm saying. And it was in the name of pursuit. And I felt loved because we because we did an adventure together you felt loved because right. we did an adventure together and it was and we don't even just, bought the video the video just, afterwards yeah i don't just do it to get through it right we're doing it and Ooh. we're allowing funny things Little preach let, allowing like funny things to happen you know like it's not just all right we're gonna go swim in this shark tank it's like okay we did it and it's mm-hmm. funny because selena got in trouble like you know there's just things that that happen along the way just let them happen and laugh and i'm t- mm. saying this to myself because i'm the one that's like all right, let's get through this. Let's get the kids done, you know, yeah. blah, blah, blah. and it's like, just enjoy it. This, this yeah. is what, this is the best guys. This is the, the days that we have is as good as it's going to get in some ways. And so yeah. uh, just soak it up, soak it up. Live in the moment. Yeah. Yes. And don't, don't just do it to get through it. I love that. And so for you listener, this date could look like this finale could look like maybe a night in a hotel uh, in the city, right? Yeah. Or it could look like just going to a nice restaurant or, or packing up and doing a picnic thing on yeah. a, at a lakefront or... Hike up and go camping a for a night. Yeah. yeah, it could be whatever whatever floats your boat. Yep. <laughs> whatever tickles your fancy. <laughs> <laughs> and the point is that you're doing it in the name of pursuit right. of your spouse. And I think the last one you do plan together. So anyway, that's prayer and pursue. I just want to ca- recap the, the pursue one. So that's active faith, takes grit and dedication to pursue and it takes an investment mm. on every level. So how does this work out in specific areas? I'm just going to go straight to the, the, the low hanging fruit here. Intimacy. Oh, okay. So let's say your intimate life is, is really running on fumes. You're, you're not having sex more than um, twice or three times a month or even fewer. Right. Mm-hmm. Or when you do, it feels very functional and you're not connecting. It feels like it's, it's just, just very unfulfilling and yeah. not what it should be. Yeah. How do how does praying and pursue praying and pursuing work into this? Well, I mean, I think you can, as listeners, you can probably imagine you're praying for God to to 
bring you closer, praying for him yeah. to, to move in the heart of your spouse so that, uh, and move in your own heart right. so that you can feel close and you can connect. Uh, you, those stars can align, so to speak, right. to where you're feeling the sparks fly. You're right. feeling the connection. It's not just a functional thing. Yeah. Um, if, there's an, if there's an addiction around this that's causing the dysfunction, whether it's pornography or a thought life or maybe some sort of brokenness in your past or your relationship, you have to pray to ask God to supernaturally move yeah. so those those burdens can be lifted and those wounds can be healed. Right. 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 So that's us going to God with only things he can control. Right. Now, how do we pursue? Mm. You have hard conversations around this yeah. stuff and you say, I'm, we're praying over this together. I'm praying for you. Now let's talk. Why, why has this been so hard? Or you, you go to a counselor. Right. Right. <laughs> Selena. No. Or you go to or, yeah, a mentor. Yeah. 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 And you talk about the hard questions <clears throat> primarily, probably around expectations and, you know, how you're mm. feeling in the process and why you might be feeling those things. Uh, I think that setting that, t- that time aside to talk about that may help with the emotional outburst that will un- inevitably probably happen or having right. somebody there that can mediate or facilitate or ask those questions is, is, is wise. You know, even if it's a couple that you trust and that are hardcore believers and very sound theologically having them there saying, okay, like we know you guys, you've been transparent with us and you've struggled with this. So where, where do you feel like you're struggling the most, you know, and, and and having those honest conversations, not to Mm. bring shame and not to bring people to tears, but really to work through it in order to experience, you know, what God has for us on the other side. And again, that's That's God's goodness to allow us to struggle to allow that need and mm. thirst to be created within us so that we can be quenched, right? By yeah. his, his water and his goodness. His- beautiful. Beautifully said. Uh, that makes me, that com- makes me want to add to this grit piece and this dedication piece is you kind of have to have a long view of it. Yeah. Meaning that you're not just in it. Like say you, you pray for a month and you try to have one hard conversation and it goes terribly and the prayer is not working. You feel like it's God is not moving on your timeline then what do you do? You have, you have a choice. Either you have a longer view of it or you give up and you say, whatever, this is not worth it. It's not worth the investment. It's not worth the time. Mm. Okay, you have one marriage <laughs> and God says it's it's for life. So we have to have a long view of this idea of pursuit. Mm-hmm. And it's not something that's going right. to, it's not a switch that you flip, but it's an ongoing thing. We have close friends who have been dealing with the same issue in their marriage for two years. Yeah. And you know what? It's getting better. Yeah. It's not getting better overnight. It's inches, not miles. Right. But it is getting better and God is moving. And you know what the most profound thing is that they are both being sanctified in prof- in deep, profound ways. Right. That would never be possible had God not taken them on this journey. Yeah. And so we have to have a gritty, long view <laughs> of pursuit, specifically around areas of intimacy and hurt and forgiveness right. and, and um, reconciliation. Right. And I think as friends of people... If you are friends of people experiencing some really deep hardships, coming alongside them for the long haul and communicating that to them is mm-hmm. such a blessing. And advocating for them, advocating as a for them, yeah. assuring them that hey, we're not going anywhere. We are here to walk through this journey, whatever that means. If you need some random childcare, you need something, you know, a meal, you need just time together. Like, how can we help? Right. That's good. Let's just do one more example real, real quick. Okay. Um, I don't know. Can you think of anything? I'm thinking of, again, we talked about the spouse who's unengaged, unengaged yeah. and not, you know, not actively 
responding. Right, right. Not responding. I think I can't remember back now. So, okay. Well, this, <laughs> a few minutes there, ago. <laughs> we, we want to have some people on the, I don't know if we'll have them on the podcast, but we have friends who they, you know, she was, you know, a Bible thumper, quote unquote, and he was just a heathen. <laughs> this is the language they use. <laughs> and so, and so she kept, you know, kind of. Um, nagging him and thumping and him, thumping him, yeah. <laughs> and he was just like, "I don't want to go to church. I don't want this Bible. Yeah. I don't want this God. I don't want any of this stuff. I just want to stay at home and drink a beer and watch football." And one day she was off at church and she was was I don't know, praying or something, and God had convicted her. Yeah. And he basically said, "Like I love him as he is. Do you love him as he is?" Mm. And so she went home, and that day yeah. she went home, uh, cracked. Got two beers, opened them both, sat down on the couch and said, what's on? <laughs> like, who's playing? Yeah, what's the score? <laughs> what's the score? There it is. And and he said, he said that was the day that his heart started to change, yeah. right? And so there's this sense of she was praying and she got actionable, like, d- commands in a sense. <laughs> yeah. And she went and pursued him in this right, way. Right, right. And that was the, the thing that God used to, to catalyze right. their marriage into a healthier well, it's, place. It's, it's, and now just, they're in ministry. They've been in ministry their yeah, whole they're lives. Yeah, they're pastors. Yeah, the, it's, they, it echoes just everything that happened with, right, Abraham and what we talked about uh, in James 2 of how mm-hmm. he God said, Abraham, like, I want your son, basically. Sacrifice that which you have desired and longed mm-hmm. for for so long. Give that to me. Trust yeah. that to me. And he did that. And in that in that submission, in that offering, God was, everything was made complete. Like God used, yeah. he built his faith, used his faith, everything came together. And I think that is the same with yeah. the story. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think we, we could kind of take the same train of thought and run it by every marriage situation. And I think our listeners are smart enough to figure out how this might work in their specific context, whatever they're dealing with. So we'll leave that to you guys. God is good and big in you. So the Holy Spirit will use, by God's grace, he'll use something that we said to hopefully move your your marriage forward in a way that's God-honoring. So um, with that said, if you're looking for, I just want to remind you guys, we're going to have, we're going to have actually pray and pursue bundles on our website. If you go to shop.fiercemarriage.com or go to, um, just fierce marriage. There's bound to be buttons and links everywhere, <laughs> but find us online and look for the pray and pursue bundles. There's going to be a husband ones, a wife one, and then there's going to be all four books together. Um, but you can pick up all that stuff. If any of this has stri- um, stricken, struck, struck a chord, struck a chord, struck a chord with you. Uh, this is a good time to to pick those up because we're going to have those on sale. Plus, yep. use the code. What did I say? Fierce 16. Fierce 16. Fierce 1-6. Use that coupon code. You'll get an additional 16% off whatever the lowest price is. So that's so the, get a few. Pick up some gifts for people, too. <laughs> hey, Christmas is around the corner. There you go. Hey. Hey-o. Uh, yeah, we are. We're doing that thing. So <laughs> I'll pray, and then we'll call it an episode. Do you approve? I approve. You approve. Yes. Lord, I thank you for uh, the, the gift of praying to you, the gift of communication. that y- You've chosen to give us uh, your ear, and you've chosen to give us your voice in your word, but also through you, the Holy Spirit. So I thank you, Lord, for the gift of prayer. I pray that you would bring it, um, bring it to bear in our lives. Help us to understand the profound blessing it is and the profound um, act that it is mm-hmm. to participate in prayer. I pray the listeners would, would be moved to actions in this area. Father, I also thank, that, thank you for um, the grace to pursue each other. Mm. I pray that you would um, enliven the husbands and the wives listening to this if they're going through something or if they're feeling like their marriage can just be um, maybe taken up a notch. I pray that you would... Um, give them um, just grace to pursue 
uh, the way that they've been pursued by you, Jesus. Mm-hmm. Thank you for your limitless, unfathomable love that we didn't even have to ask for, and you still gave it to us. Thank you for that, Lord, in your precious name. Amen. Amen. All right, ladies and gentlemen, as always, we will see you in about seven days. This episode is... In the can. All right, that's it for now. Till next time, stay fierce. Thank you for listening to the Fierce Marriage Podcast. For more resources for your marriage, please visit FierceMarriage.com or you can find us with our handle at Fierce Marriage on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thank you so much for listening. We hope it's blessed you. Take care. Thank you.